Hola mi familia, I am Trinidad, founder of the Hispanic CMO, and welcome to the Culture Not Language podcast, the show where I share my best marketing tips that focuses on the under-targeted yet highly valuable Hispanic super consumer. Are you ready? Listo, pues vámonos. Hola mi familia, welcome back. My name is Trinidad. I am the Hispanic CMO, owner and founder, and just really happy that you're here with me this week listening to all things Hispanic marketing. We're here kicking things off about more of a, let's talk about beauty and Latinas and all things in this particular industry. I'm thinking about over the next few weeks really just doing a deep dive analysis on respective industries to really highlight the value of the Hispanic super consumer and how they impact these respective industries in not just a small, but a big way. We've been talking in the last few weeks about various topics I'm really excited about. In fact, if you haven't checked out my social sites at Instagram or Tiki Tiki Tak, Facebook, of course, and LinkedIn, please, I encourage you to go look in these things and you're going to see a lot of this material. In addition to some of the very powerful blog articles that I'm writing on www.hispaniccmo.com. Very excited about all of these features of work because if you're really looking at trying to get ahead, if you're really trying to find some more information and then free and add a value to you, then I encourage you to go to these respective sites and check them out every week. Sometimes I'll post more than two or three blogs a week just because I just get on a roll and I get really excited about providing a lot of value to you, uh, mi familia, to try to help inspire and educate and really be competitive in this, let's be honest, in this very red ocean, very competitive market space that we're in. If you really want to get ahead, um, I would encourage you to go to my masterclass and check them out. I have one for free, so you could kind of pulse and trial, see if you like it. I encourage you to do those things as well. But let's get into la beauty of Latinas shoppers because I'm going to throw some fun facts in there and then I'm going to talk about how a small big medium business owner like yourselves can start to make an impact. Now, as you can tell, soy un hombre. I'm not a Latina <laughs> and I, I see beauty and I can appreciate beauty, but holy guacamole, I can tell you that this is a very powerful very influential industry. When I look at Instagram as an example, when I look at TikTok as an example, Pinterest would be another great example of social channels, advertisers, or small business owners. If you're not in these three spaces, I would highly encourage you to do so because it really accentuates, it really helps promote the beauty category. Because as I can see, there's just nothing but female talent trying to express beauty tips. This is the products I use. These are the hairstyles I like. Even the fashion dresses that are in style. For me, you know, to the layman, I don't know much about dresses or fashion or hairstyle. But I do know that there's a lot of great advertising. And more importantly, I see a lot of great engagement. Whether it be uh, likes or shares or even the comments that I see. When I go in and I go to the click, to click to learn more, 
Then they take me to a pretty uh, compelling website or landing page. And then I'm, I'm like, okay, if I was a Latina or a consumer, these are some of the products I may or may not be interested in. Again, I don't know much about this industry, but the facts and the numbers and revenue, I do know. So, for example, Latina beauty shoppers, they outspend their peers by nearly 30%. Now, when we think about Latina beauty, I mean, that's a crucial ingredient, especially in this type of category. They, if they say 40% of Latinas utilize cosmetics to have that look put together per the survey that I was researching. And they said their mothers highly encouraged them to always be put together, whether it's their uñas, their nails, their hairstyle, the lipstick, always go out. I know my mother, uh, as an example, she always had to be dressed to the nines, even if she was just going out to the mall, as an example, because she never knew who she was going to run into. So this was a very instilled and ingrained in young Latinas. I know my sister caught a lot of flack for, hey, you need to paint your nails, you need to do your hairstyle. So not to try to categorize or over-categorize or over-generalize, but I know there's a lot of emphasis in Hispanic households in general to be put together for the bulk, you know, for the majority of the time as best they can. In fact, so much so, if we were to kind of hyper-focus just on beauty and look at makeup, U.S. Latinas spend more than $2 billion on makeup per year. So I've seen some really... You know, three. Or let me take a step back and say, three out of four Latina women believe that price is not a leading indicator of beauty product reliability. They're happy to pay a higher cost if it amounts to a superior quality product. So, what are you doing as a marketer, as a small business owner, talking about why not only do you have the right color palette to match all the various color schemes that Latinas are, because we come in all shapes and sizes and beautiful colors. So in addition to that, how are you making yourself different? Because obviously it's not the price tag, $2 billion, but it's the quality. I've seen some that talk about the ingredients as an example that go into the various makeup and the skin tones and how some of the ingredients in the beauty products can have an adverse reaction based on your skin type. So they go to more to an organic and in the organic ingredients, it's more of the Latin American ingredients, if you will. So that way it will react positively to your skin. See, I'm learning about all this great stuff, but this is my point. It's just talking about just that little snippet I have. If you have organic ingredients that you're outsourcing uh, from Latin America, that's a great tagline. That's to say, you know, made by us, for us, kind of the whole FUBU concept, but it'll talking about from a Latina concept, because moving to hair, Latinas be over-indexed and spend 46, 46% more on hair care than any other demographic. Basically, Latinas want representation and education when it comes to hair care. It falls far behind, and often Latinas must compromise when it comes to hair care performance as compared to what we were just talking about, the skin care industry. So, what are the most popular brands that are providing Latina women the representation and education they seek today? Because when you think about hair types, they're just as diverse as skin types. You've got your Afro-Latinas who may have more curly or more, you know, the hairstyle is just different. And I can, forgive me, I can't, I don't I want to be politically correct, but at the same time, versus a Latina with straight hair versus curly hair, frizzy hair, all the things that come with hair. 
fortunately, I have short hair, so for me, water works. But for Latinos, this is a big deal. This is a tremendous thing. And when we're talking about they spend 46% more on hair care, again, if you're in this space, how are you promoting these products? How are you talking and differentiating yourselves? Again, it's not always about price, but it's about education. Latinas are only represented in 6% of content across all platforms. That means more than 60% of Latinas use nine or more beauty products, far above any other demographic. And branding plays an important role when it comes to marketing of these beauty brands to the Latina community. The underrepresentation of these brands in major beauty products is not only a challenge, but a business opportunity for small, and small beauty entrepreneurs like yourselves. So let's talk about content. Content, as you've heard me say in the past, is not all about the verbiage. In fact, when I look at the Instagram, tiki tiki doc and the Pinterest, as you know, less is more. They just want to see the beauty finale, the face, the style, the hairstyle, the, the product line, right? In action. They don't need a long monologue that these are all the ingredients. That's for the call to action. That's you know for your website, your landing page, your materials. When you're looking at the picture, that's what I'm talking about. That's the content. Are you using a Latina or Afro-Latina actress or image, a person representing your product? Or are you using a generic person that may or may not represent the community that you're trying to target? That's my point. Is go in and find if you're trying to promote or you haven't considered the Latino, uh, the Latina market, excuse me, then you absolutely need to be focused in on this imagery, this visualization, because that is where people can relate to the imagery that they see. I see a Latina, she looks like me. I like that style. I like that hair. I know when I go for hairstyles, like for a haircut for my son, as an example, he's got really thick and coarse hair. So we go through various actors that look like us and with the same body frame and said, okay, this would look good on him or not, you know, not so great on him. Or we know he's not going to put in the proper hair products like AKA gel to keep his hair a certain way. These are the points that I'm trying to make is it is not uncommon. I'm not going to go find somebody that does not even remotely look like my son, to recommend him for a hairstyle. So use the actresses or the talent that's out there, Latina talent, so that you can take the most appropriate pictures that covers your entire product line so you can make the most impact. And the key thing is, goes back to what I say, culture, not language. This is impacting 100% of the culture. No language is included. So if you know Spanish, great. If you don't, that's okay too because we're... We're talking about visuals, we're talking about the tone, and how to be relevant to the target audience. And in this case, the target audience is about Latinas. 62% more Latinas like to try new and different brands. Basically, they're not committed, they're not brand loyal. This is really quite shocking, considering that Latinas considerably spend more on beauty products per capita when compared to the general population. So on an annual basis, this amounts to, again, that $2 billion number I was just talking about when we talk about makeup and skincare. So when they're trying new and different brands, don't be afraid that saying, okay, this product line is the dominant product line. No, go after it. Be compelling. Be bold and being a visionary in your category space 
so that you can actually start to capture market share. Because Hispanics in general, Latinas especially, we just want education about your product. Why should I use yours? Does it look nice to me? Does it fit my, my skin tone? Does it hit my hairstyle? Does it going to go with the overall fashion I'm trying to look and appeal to? My older, my younger? There's a lot of variables in there. And I know as a small business owner, there's a lot to consider because you got a lot on your plate. You're trying to rub two pennies to make a dollar. We've talked about several of these key facts. But the number one thing, again, I can't strongly recommend this even more than I haven't already, is to participate in social media. Participate in the Instagrams, especially Instagram. Pinterest is a, is a possibility and TikTok. Go out as yourself and go and advocate for your brand in imagery, in tone. Talk about what makes you different through these images and tone. You can do this in a variety of ways. The only limitation is your mind. So as a small business owner, don't be afraid to hold the line. Don't be afraid to sound like you're being repetitious because honestly, the consumers today, we all have a short time span. And sometimes it does take the same line over and over and over again before it becomes ingrained in us and says, maybe I should try this product. You know, there's various examples that you can look out today, especially in the TV space. You know, when you look at Aflac or Geico's, the insurance companies always come to mind, right? Because they have that silly jingle. But it's not necessarily telling you to go out and get a jingle. But what I'm telling you is to be consistent in your brand. Be true to your brand and be true to your space. And if you're going out on Instagram, show consistent and relevant imagery talking about and displaying your product in different ways and different skin types. Be funny, you know, be serious, whatever fits your brand and the tone that you're trying to impact. Because I don't know about you, but when I hear those numbers and these numbers I talked about outspend their peers by nearly 30%, $2 billion in just makeup alone, 46% more on hair care and 6% underrepresented in all content to me, these are numbers that would compel me to act, compel me. If I'm in this space, I need to really do the research around me and then impact those Latinas that are around me to say, hey, I know I'm in addition to trying to hit the general population, I can do this. I can do that and at the same time hit the Latina population because those Latinas are going to probably be your force multipliers to get you to that next level, the desired level of return that you're seeking. Okay, so I said a lot, and I've done a lot. I highly encourage you to go to my website, at, or not my website, but go to my Instagram, at the Hispanic CMO. You're going to see these visuals that I talk about. Just a couple weeks ago, I launched these ad campaigns, and i got to be honest, I've been getting a really great response on them. A lot of folks have been asking me to talk more in these type of industry-specific financials, the in market impact, and I'm going to start doing more of this, especially maybe on a city level. So talk more about Dallas, talk more about LA, Miami, and New York, and things of the major metros. Because again, the opportunity is so great. It's just simply about education. It's simply about pulling back the curtains and seeing what the true consumer purchasing power of the Hispanic super consumer really is. I hope you find this episode valuable. I hope that 
you can take away from it, even if you're not in the beauty industry, but to give you to think about. There's some real dollars and cents in this industry. Next week, I'll be talking about another industry and talking about another industry after that. So each week, you can kind of get a sneak peek by going to my social pages, um, either on Facebook, Instagram, Tiki Tiki Duck, and of course, at LinkedIn, and see what is coming up. I would also highly encourage you to go to my website to talk about how to market and look at the tone and imagery via my blog articles. And of course, take the free course of the Hispanic Masterclass. It's out there for you. It's a free course of value that will help you think and consider if you want to invest in yourself with some of the other classes. Again, amigos, familia, my name's Trinidad. I'm the Hispanic CMO, and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Gracias. Thank you and gracias for listening to the Culture Not Language podcast with your host, Trinidad. Make sure to visit our website at thehispaniccmo.com and join our email list for the most up-to-date information on the latest trends in Hispanic marketing or follow us on Facebook or Instagram at The Hispanic CMO. If you enjoyed the show, and I hope you do, uh, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite app so you don't miss a single show. Until next week, hasta mañana, familia.